Well, Jay, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little cooped up here. It's time. Uh, it's time for a move. I think get some uh, some space, some bigger yard, that kind of thing. What do you think? You are really gonna move, but like that's like that's a big deal. Like you can't do it that. It is a big deal. You're, you're scared to even leave your living room. <laughs> it's a. It seem what seems like a big deal moving isn't when you use the right people. You can use these sell your own home situations where you're you're bartering with a guy in your driveway for 45 minutes and you end up selling for $3 or you can use a professional that makes moving actually simple. Who are we going to use? But the problem is obviously Tom, but my worry is like you're so far, you're in Orleans. Tom will come to Orleans, he'll go to Russell, he'll go to Clarence Creek, he'll go to west of the Westie Village, wherever it is out there. <laughs> he'll go anywhere for you and make that experience that you were talking about of nervous or a lot of work, make it seem like nothing. Bastion and Ferguson will literally smooth out the easiest move of your life. Wow, even in Orleans, I just can't get over that. Yeah, once you hit 10th line, 11th line, 14th line, he's still coming. He's driving in his brand new Dodge Caravan, carries his family around in, will sell your home. That's what I'm looking for, an easy ride with Bastion and Ferguson. Look them up, he's gonna sell you quick and easy. Before we start this show today on uh, Indian football, uh, I think it's important for us to acknowledge and send our prayers and thoughts over to that country right now that's suffering um, real bad with COVID. So I wanted to say that before we get going here, that hopefully this can take an hour of, uh, of their, their mind off of, uh, off of things and maybe we can give them a bit of a smile. Um, so I wanted to prelude this show uh, with that. So with that said... I'm going to start here and I'm going to start by butchering something. PK Banerjee, Koro, Biachung Bhutia, Chuni Goswami, Sunil Chetri, Ian Hume. What do all these people have in common? Okay, and it's not what you're thinking because only one of them has sworn on one soccer before. It's that they're all Indian soccer legends. So that's what we're going to deal with today is Indian soccer. This show that we do with the Soccer Snobs is, I've realized that it's a blessing uh, to learn about these kinds of things. Doing the research for this show and learning about it, it's, it's absolutely fascinating and you'll hear a lot of it in this show. So with that said, I'm going to run, uh, run on for a little bit before we introduce our super special guest here. The population of India is 1.4 billion. The FIFA ranking for India is 104th. 
So this team was once considered one of the best in Asia. It had its golden era in the 1950s and early 60s. During this period, India won gold during uh, the 51 and 52 Asian Games, which is a big deal, the Asian Games. And they finished fourth at the 1956 Summer Olympics. In the 1984 Olympics, they played, they lost a super heartbreaker to France, 2-1. They missed two penalties that game. They played barefoot. Wow. 1950 World Cup. They're on their way. Apparently, legend has it for a few reasons, but the big reason that they pulled out is because they weren't allowed to play barefoot. So they left the 1950 World Cup. Um, The background on the national team of India we'll touch a bit upon today, but our main focus will be discussing the domestic leagues there that feed into the national team. So with our super special guest today, He's one of the best players to ever play in the Indian Super League. Um, welcome to Ian Hume. Welcome to our show again. It's first time double guester. Hey, it must be important then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's great to come back on and talk about something that means so much to me as well. It's, uh, it's a, a great country and it's a great league and it's a great place to, for these players to be learning how to play the game right now. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. So with uh, that said, Ian Hume... Played five seasons in the Indian Super League, two with Karela Blasters, two with Atletico de Kolkata, and his last season in pro soccer with, I'm going to say Pune, or is it Pune? Pune. FC Pune. FC, not even close. <laughs> he has a, a Super League championship he won with uh, Kolkata and some individual honors, which include uh, Indian Super League Hero of the League in 2014, uh, Indian Super League Fittest Player 2015, and Team of the Year in 2016. So we're with a, an Indian Super League legend here. And the first question that I want to ask is, you've had a big career in Europe. How on earth did you transition from Europe? Because you were there in the first ever Super League, correct? How did that come about? Um, it was the first time in my career I was out of contract. Huh. So like from moving over when I was 15 until I was 30, I'd never gone without contract. So I'd, when I moved clubs, when I moved from Tranmere to Leicester, I still had time left on contract. So um, after I finished with Fleetwood on loan, uh, so my, my contract at Preston ran out in the end of June, and I finished at Fleetwood at the start of June or end of May with, for the playoffs. That was the first time I was out of contract. So it was, it was just surreal. It was, it was one of those things with having, what, 500-odd games, 520 odd games under my belt in England and um, I'd say about 500 and over 100 goals and I'm thinking okay I've done a great job wherever I've been I've always stood up and was counted and had a good reputation with the the fans and the clubs and nothing was coming up there was nothing like literally I had sniffs from down south like Portsmouth Plymouth um, but nothing up north and I was an established family man like I my my wife and kids and I just had my second one and I, I didn't want to move I didn't want to move down south I didn't want to move from the northwest and it was it all came up because Leicester just won promotion so a buddy of mine that worked at BT Sport at the time he was doing a freelance job for TSN I believe it's mad like you doing a freelance for TSN about Leicester going up so doing something for Canadian Broadcast System for my former club. 
So he's like, I've got to ask Hubie to do it. So I went and did it. He came up and visited me and we stood there and talked about, did our piece and good hour and a half chat. And at the end of it, we, we uh, closed on all the work on air and we just started chatting. And he's like, oh, have you heard anything about this Indian league? Huh. He goes, I, I got offered to go down and do the work for them. He goes, but I've got contracts with different companies here, so I can't go down. It's not, it's not feasible right now. He said, it's only a tournament. So it was like we showed up the first week of September for preseason, and we were back home by Christmas. So it was ideal for me. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't about money. Like I know people say, oh, you went there. What's the money like? It's amazing. It wasn't a lot of money. It was a lot of money to your average Joe. But in comparisons to what I've been on for the last 10 years, it was a drop on what I was on. So um, it, was, it was just that as we, we were chatting about it. And he says, oh, give this guy a call and see what, see what he says. So I passed it on to my agent. He, passed, he got in contact. and um, he, They just talked me through it all and then asked me how I felt. It's a draft system. So it was, it was strange. So it was the first year was... You had your domestic player draft and your foreign player draft. Was it like an expansion draft, Ian? Sorry to cut you off, but like, because it was the first year? Uh, very similar to an expansion draft. So, but it was, everyone was an expansion team that year. Yeah. So it was literally, you could sign, every team had to have a marquee player. So the first season, we only had eight teams. So you had, Mumbai had, they had, two marquee players. They had Anelka, they had uh, Lundberg. Huh. You had Goa had uh, Trezeguet. Oh no, sorry, Goa had Pires. Um, Delhi had... How am I forgetting who the hell Delhi had? FC Pune had Trezeguet. Um, Delhi's going to come back to me in a second. Delhi had, how can I forget? Del Piero. Holy no Jesus. Um, really? You had... We had David James. Carol Blasters had David James as uh, player coach. Um, you had Elano at Ch- Chennai, but they also had Matarazzi as player coach. Oh, my and God. Bernard, do you remember Bernard Mendy and Sylvester? Yeah. At the end oh. of that season, they had uh, Nesta. Oh. So it, it was insane. And Calcutta had um, Luis Garcia. So I was a massive fan anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Northeast had Capdevia. So we had some of the names that it was like playing a game of FIFA. Yeah. It was literally True. like a football manager, like going out and playing against guys who you only ever dreamed of. And yeah, so the draft went on. So every team had a marquee player and then you went through the domestic draft the week before. And I think you, they picked something like 16 or 15 domestic players. And then when they did the foreign draft, I think each team got seven or no, eight is he between eight and ten uh, foreign players. So we had David James, and then Michael Chopra was the oh, first yeah. overall because he's Indian origin and he was a yeah. deal coming from from the UK, and he came out there. And then they went through all the teams, and then I was the first, the second round. So Kerala got the first two or the two first picks. So we were the first two and went through it. And we, we had a couple other players. Uh, Stephen Pearson played for Celtic and Derby County in Bristol City. He came out there. Uh, Jamie McAllister, who's a left back for, for Scotland. And I played with him at Preston. So that helped me. And 
Kerala Blasters was essentially a, a British mentality team. Huh. So we were balls to the wall every training session, every game. Technically, we were okay. Um, we had some good, good players, good Indian players, but older players. It was before they started generating these these youth yeah. uh, products who came through and have really taken the league by storm now. So we had a very experienced team. Um, and it was just a British mentality. It was, it was just a great team. We weren't incredible players. We didn't have a superstar. We had David Jake. Yeah. He's a goalkeeper. Like he doesn't influence a game. He was a yeah. decent coach, decent tactics, but he got our, our mindset from day one. He had our mindset corrected and we were like, this is where we're going. We were, we were joint favorites to be rock bottom. Did, did, well, did you did you see an improvement in in the Indian players? I mean, even in your own game, but even in you're talking about India, like, did you see an improvement through the years in the in in this? Hundred percent. Like when the when the league started, like I said, it was a lot more established players from the I League, so from the other league. Um, so they were brought in to make sure that people knew who they were. So they got the older guard, and your average Joe who supported the I-League because they didn't run them parallel. So they ran them. The ISL went, finished just before Christmas. Then um, it opened up again in January for the I-League because they've only got a select window of where they can play because they have monsoon season from end of May to probably end of August. Like, it's crazy. Oh, my God. It's it's one of those things, and so they ran the two leagues, and with with our league from the from even from the first day of preseason until the end of preseason, you should have seen the difference, the difference wow. in the intensity of players, and the difference in how they approached training, how they approached everything. They knew that they had an hour and a half window, that they just had to go out there, and I'm leaving it there. Like everything goes on the field, I can relax for the next twelve hours. So that's the mentality we have. Um, other teams you had like Goa and Goa still are very um, technique and tactics orientated. They pass the ball, they they bop the ball around. They had Zico as coach the first two three years. Zico, so, wow! How they played like they were they tiki taka football and everything. Um, and Goa is meant to be beautiful though, isn't it? Isn't it like it, the fit, the fresh fish on the side of the you yeah. go to the beaches there and. The, the guys come out with the water with like racks of fish over their shoulder and they're cooking for you there on the beach. And it's a beautiful place. It is. And you got, there, there's plenty of beautiful, but Kerala, Kerala's the same. Kerala's got incredible beaches. Like you, you go right down the West coast from, from when you leave Mumbai, you've got Mumbai goes down to Pune. Pune is kind of inland a bit, but M- Mumbai's beaches are very clean. They're not, they're beautiful to walk along, but the water's not clean because it's where they have all their, their oil tankers come in and their ships everywhere. And yeah. And you go down south to Goa and because gambling is illegal in India, you have uh, casino ships. So or s- casino boats. So that's it. That's their, the only way they can run the casinos if they go out into the water. <laughs> so, and then you go down, you have all your beautiful beaches. You go down to Kerala and Kerala's beaches are incredible. Like, and you go right down to the, <laughs> the Southern tip of Kerala and it's, I'm not going to say the whole name because it's the most ridiculously long name in the world, but it's called Trivandrapuram. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Trivandrapuram. I know it's definitely Trivandrum, but 
it goes on and on and on and on. But it's right down at the most suddenly tip of uh, Kerala, the state of Kerala. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be incredible. I never ever got a chance to go down there, but you continually see videos. And it's, I was fortunate. I, I landed in a place that was so beautiful and the people just insane, insane about football. Like absolutely yeah. mental about it. And yeah. For, to be a part of it in the first season where we generated that fan base was just, I think, everything I could have asked for. Wow. Perfect. Speaking of fan base, we have... So, listeners, supporters, I want to uh, just throw that out there to our listeners that we threw this show out to um, the Indian community and Indian supporters, and they've come back and given us about... 4,900 pages of questions for Ian Hume. Oh, my God. Specifically, the response from the Indian football fans is something that we've never seen before. And the the rest of the show, essentially, we're going to be doing them the service because uh, they've asked some fantastic questions. And we're going to roll through pretty much all the questions that we received from from these (laughs) Indian fans. So, Ian, these are direct supporters or or may, maybe rivals or maybe haters i don't know who it is but you, we've got a slate of questions for you I, I'm, I got I'll, 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 one thing i'll say is i'm very proud of is and i'm not being big-headed about it i didn't create any bad blood with anybody fans other teams i had them i had the utmost respect for them and it was reciprocated like even like i score if i played against them and i scored and i celebrated okay obviously they hated me (laughs) but then they'd be out there asking for autographs and pictures and i never had any bad blood at all with any fans and even with rivals like we had kerala had bengaluru and chennai and they were big rivals and then atk had kerala and uh i never had any bad blood with anybody which is something i'm proud to come out of that for five years to do that and to play against teams. And I listen, I had battles with some players out there, but not one player, not one team that I can think of off the top of my head had any bad things to say for me to anybody or in the press or when I came off the, the bus or anything like that. So that's one thing I hold I hold very close because you, you do know players do have one group of fans or something that yeah. bloody hate them. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very proud to say that I came away from five years, and I don't think I have any of that. I That's think amazing. you could see it. I think Mark killed it for us, just being this little small podcast. But you, when you and I were talking, Ian, you were like, "This is what's going to happen." You were like, "Like this God telling me what's about to happen." Then you picked two questions. I'm like, I don't want to say anything about those. Like you just knew this was coming, and for us, it was like, "Geez!" Like I had to cut it off at one point. Um, but that's impressive, and and I hope the listener gets that there's, there's a lot of passion out there. So I don't know. I, 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 I think it's I think it's the way you play, uh, you know, Ian. I think it's the way you play. You, I think most Canadian fans feel the same way about you. You know what I mean? Like you give everything. Look at your friggin' head, man. Like you gave you give everything. Like it's there. That scar says everything. Yeah, yeah. and it's that's like, my life. Like that's exactly. the thing. I I I took that and. I knew I was limited in certain aspects of my game. One thing that could never be limited is my heart. So for me, it didn't matter what the outcome was. You got everything from me. If I had a nightmare, I had a nightmare. But you knew 
that I come off and I'd have blood dripping down my head. I'd have sweat. Like in India, it's not hard not to sweat, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's something I, I did it everywhere I went. And I'm, I'm proud to say that. I'm Listen, I'm not happy with the way my career finished. I'm, and I've told you guys that. I've told a lot of people that. I'm not happy with how I was essentially retired rather than retiring myself. Yeah. Um, but I know for a fact, and I'm proud of it, that I, I came off the field every single game, blood, sweat, and tears. The amount of times I came off on the brink of tears because things just didn't go right. But it, I showed everybody all the time that this is what I do, and this is the only thing I've ever loved to do apart from my family. Well, you know, you giving everything like that, and you you being in the mix like that. What like one of the questions from the the Indian fans are like, what are Hume's suggestions to improve the state of Indian football? Do they need more blood and guts, or do they need a little bit more guile, or do they need a little bit more tactic tactics? Um, I think, and I say this, I actually did a I did a piece two days ago. Um, the thing that I've stated since day one, and I'll continue to say it is they need an infrastructure that's sustainable. They need, they need to build training facilities. They need to build their own stadiums. It, it costs an awful lot of money out there because there is a lot of brown paper bags getting thrown around and you have to lay somebody to lay somebody to lay somebody to continue to do something. So building their own stadium is a first and foremost, I think, because then you have a home. Like they rent their stadiums off their, their respected sporting uh, council. Oh, wow. Like, come on. Like, and it's insane amount of money. Like I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year wow. to rent a facility. And it's, it's crazy. And, um, I, I'm, that would be the top of my, uh, my list for what needs doing is they've got the fan base. If they, if they pick the right cities, it didn't work out in Delhi. They've got a lot of soccer fans but where they were based was on the other side of Delhi and it's, a, it's so far away. And they ended up closing and going to Odisha. Huh. Um, and Odisha has got a little bit more of a fan base, but again, like it's, there's certain cities like Kerala, Goa, Calcutta, Chennai, Northeast. These, these Bengaluru are huge, huge soccer states, huge. And, they just need to continue improving their infrastructure. It's going to take a lot of money from a lot of investors to do it. But whoever thought TFC would start out and get a stadium right where they've got it. Yeah. And then build Kia training ground right where they've got it. Yeah. You didn't think that was going to happen, but that took tens and tens of millions of dollars to do. Well, probably closer to a hundred million dollars to do, but they're state of the art facilities. This is something I know it's going to take a long, long time and a lot of, uh, what's the word? Oh, apart from investment, a lot of heart and a lot of love for the game to do it. They wouldn't question it if it was a cricket ground or a cricket training facility. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth, unfortunately. Um, I just think that's the main thing with the infrastructure. They have the players. They have the natural talent. I've seen, I've witnessed it. Some of these kids some of the stuff they can do with the ball and the way they can play the game and the way they read the game is very, very high. Like for, for where India is in the world rankings, it's like, I think when, when the ISL started, they were 163rd or something like that 
they broke the top under. I think they got down to 97 or 95 uh, a couple years ago. Um, but they didn't qualify. They didn't pass qualifications for, for I think it was do, the do, Asian Cup. Do, do you follow the national team? I do because there are a lot of my friends. Like, yeah. I've played so. with, I've played with, I've played against their captain, their leader, legend, Sunil Chetri. The guy's a phenom. He's 36 years old, 37 years old. And the guy's just not getting any older. <laughs> the vice captain is my t- former teammate. And he's one of the guys I've selected in umpteen uh, all, all-time teams that I've played with because this is a guy I'd go to war with. Uh, Shingen, he's this guy's one of the best guys you'll meet, but you go on the field in training in a game and he'll do the exact same thing every time he steps on that grass. Mm. And honestly, he's a guy I would, I would die for. And I'd, I'd like to think he'd die for me. And um, so, so what's, what's, so, okay. Is the national team, do you, you agree with most of the selections, if not all, or are you, are there some where you're uh, like, nah, there's always, there's always ones that there's yeah. always ones that are, Certain people say, oh, this guy has to come in if I'm coming in. So then he's got to go in and he'll play. And the, the manager, they just changed the manager. So Igor Stimac took over, what, 18 months ago? Yeah. I think 18 months ago, maybe two years. Um, he took over and he's, he's bled in a lot of young players, which is good. And it's needed because there are the old guard who are moving out. Um, Sunil Chetri's a phenom, but he's not going to live forever. He's not touch wood sorry i didn't mean it that way he's not going to play forever is what i meant to say mm-hmm. um so they're going to need to find somebody else with goals um but there's a, there's also a lot of players who were in the old regime and fell out who aren't getting a sniff anymore when possibly they should because that's so it, it, it's it's kind of horses for courses i i see people who i think can make it other one fans might see people who if i said they should be there they'll go no chance so it's, it's one of those. I think, I think for the most part, you're always going to get question marks for one or two players here and there. But I think for the most part, the mainstay of the squad at the moment is, is a team that he's setting up to be there for the next 10 years, which I think is right. Fantastic. Okay, a couple more on this topic, and then I think Steve's going to take over here. Um, CPL versus ISL. Ooh. Yeah. Um. I know you haven't had a chance to see a lot of the CPL, but maybe you've caught some I've watched games. quite a lot of it. Um, okay. I think it's been hard to gauge because the first year was very, and with no disrespect, very amateur. It was, it was tough for them. It's the first time a lot of them have played professional soccer. Um, last season was, again, hard to gauge because they were in the bubble. Um, I think, I genuinely think they they'd be very similar. If not with the ISL being a little bit more established, I think they might have the edge because they've got, they're willing to spend more money. Yeah. Like let's be, let's bare naked truth of it. They're willing to put their hand in their pocket to bring in foreign players who, okay, they're getting a bit more money, but they're getting probably two or three or four or five times more than your average CPL players. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to get more quality. Like yeah. that's the, that's the fact of it. Instead yeah. of having a, a standardized scouting network where you have a pool of players that you have to pick from, which I think is ridiculous. It's insane. Cause what if, what if team a comes out, Hamilton forge come out and 
say, oh, we want these three players. We can pay them. They're the three best players in the scouting pool. Why is that right? Yeah. So I don't think there should be a generalized scouting pool. Yeah. I think it should be like uh, Ottawa. Yeah. They brought in Spanish players because they have a sister club or parent club uh, in Madrid. Too right they should get that. They shouldn't have to go through the gen. So that's how I think it should all be. Yeah. If you have a salary cap, you bring in foreign players who, if they fit within the salary cap, allowing you to bring in another 18 players, there's no reason why you should have to go through who you're told to scout. No, that's rubbish. Yeah. Because then, then your question mark is whose pockets are getting filled there. Yeah. That scouting pool, are they all the same agent? Are they all the same agency? If that's the case, then <clears throat> one person's getting all the money from those transfers. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like I care about what an agent gets, but that's how it seems. You've yeah. got a pool of players who are put in front of you. Yeah. Why? What if I don't want a player from Paraguay 4th exactly. Division yeah. and I don't want a player from Costa Rica's 3rd Division? I want a player from Spanish 2nd Division or English Championship or 1st Division who's not getting games. Yep. Or if I yep. want to bring Simeon Jackson back home. If I want to bring David Wotherspoon who you just had on the, the, yep. the pod. Bring him home. Yep. Okay, I know he's not. I know he's not. <laughs> like, listen, don't. I know he's not. Yeah, yeah. Home, we'll send but him to if I want to bring these guys back, like that's where I'd rather spend my money. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's 100%. see, this is where I'm getting a little bit. Yeah, but we've talked about it because now. yeah, I, I totally agree. This is you shouldn't be forced on who you sign. That's just yeah, no, I agree. And I don't want to step on Jay's toes here, but there's another good question. Speaking of these young players that we're talking about. Is there any young Indian player that you know of to, to look out for that we should take note of? Um, there's a few. Um, Sahal Samad, who I played with at Kerala, technically one of the best players I've played with. Wow. The way he plays, like it's, and, and that's a genuine comment. He has a lot to learn and he has so much to do in his game. Um, there's, what's stopping him from going to abroad? What's, what's stopping him? I think finances, he'll be getting paid very well because he's one of the, the brightest talent in India. Like he is a very, very good player and he's a Kerala man or a Kerala boy. So he's, he's, he's at home and he's getting paid good money. And I think for him, I'd love to see somebody take a punt on him, even if it's a loan. Mm-hmm. So when the ISL finishes, if he goes on loan to Spain for five months, six months, doesn't play a game. I don't. I, I honestly wouldn't care. Uh-huh. Um, just goes to get the the understanding. Um, there's a there's another striker who just came back from Spain, which is great. He he moved out to Spain. He played for Lorca, so he played in the third division in Spain. And his name's Ishan Pandita. He's a striker, and I like him for some reason or another. He plays for Goa and he doesn't get a lot of game time. Um, uh-huh. He's another one to look out for for the future. Um, there's, I can't say his first name. I've, I've known him for five years and I can't say his first name still, but his last name's Changte. Yeah. He's a left winger. He's rapid. He's like shit off a shovel. Seriously, <laughs> he's, he, he's rapid. Nice left foot. Scores goals, sets goals up. Um, I know I'm going to miss a couple here, but there's even Sandes Jingen. He's only 26, 27 years old. He's been playing ISL for what? So, since the, the first year. Um, big, big player. Um, but other than that, there's there's a lot of players. Um, I think one kid came through at Northeast this year called Apuya. 
who's our holding midfielder, and he's a dog, full-on dog. And <laughs> the guy can pass a ball, and he's 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 actually a really really good player. But there's 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 there are so many. Like I I I don't say that lightly. There are a lot of talented kids coming through, and a lot of them they're coming from northeast where they've got such a love of the game. Yeah. Um, there's a couple coming through in Kerala. And, Calcutta pop their own out here, there, and everywhere, and go so, as well. So, so the coach, so the coach must be decent then. Like, I mean, if you're, I mean, or or is it because there's so many people? There, there's got to be like players. There's the coaching's getting better. Um, a lot of them at the academies in their infrastructure stage, they are bringing in foreign coaches. Um, so it is helping, and I'm not taking away from Indian coaches because I've got a couple friends, like one of my good friends who I played with. He's just got his pro license, so he's. He's 30, I think he's 33, 34. He's a couple of years younger than me. Um, but he's just got his pro license. So he retired four years, five years ago because he was he was playing and then he's doing a daytime job and then he's playing and, then, and he's like, I'm not making enough out of the game. So he designated it all to coaching. And he's assistant coach at Goa and he's just got his pro license. Like, that's mm-hmm. incredible for him. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them coming through who used to play with the national team. Um, and they're, they're chasing their A licenses and pro licenses, which is great. And I think that's what they need. They need guys who've been through the rough side of the game before the money started coming in, yeah. where these guys have kind of bypassed the new generation. And they've seen the, the hardships of going from ISL to I-League to ISL to I-League and having to do that. Now these kids are getting year contracts in ISL teams and they're, they're sitting, I'm not saying sitting pretty because they're not getting paid extortionate amounts, but I, they're, they're getting paid enough to, to put food on the table, which is a good thing. Wow. Wow. I'm going to jump in with Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got some good ones here, but I'm going to start with so many of these questions. Ian started with who meta. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. That's how they, or Humitan. Is that another one? Yeah, it, it's the same thing. It's, yeah. it's Hume Big Brother. Okay. So there were some just saying like, my Humitan, my Hume, like they were just, these guys are nuts. It's amazing to see. That, that's Kerala fans. It's, uh, it's, it's Kerala fans. I'm going to get to that. I'll have one before I get to Kerala because I'm actually really interested to hear more about that. And they had probably the most questions for sure. This one's from... Uh, Robin Singh, he's he wanted to <laughs> absolutely loved my time with Humi in India. Let me know if he misses me. I don't know if you want to answer oh, that. He's he's one of my best mates. He's strike partner. He's who I was vaguely talking about about fell out of favor in the previous regime. Yeah, he's a big striker, number old fashioned number nine. Yeah, big brute. But honestly, one of my best mates and. Um, I'm very good friends with him, his wife, and they just had a little baby uh, six months ago. Awesome. Um, so now he's honestly the guy's my type of guy. Works his works his stones off every single day, and he's very underappreciated. And couldn't get a played for the national team. Played for Bengaluru. Played for ATK, uh, who's now ATK Mohanbagan. Played for uh, FC Pune with me. Played for Delhi, and now he can't get a club. It's wow. insane. And the guy. The guy, I spoke to him this summer, and he's in better shape than I've ever seen him. And he hadn't didn't have a club, Jeez. and couldn't get a club in either league, which is which is embarrassing on these clubs. And it's, it it is solely on politics. And I'm not just saying this because I know he's going to hear this. Yeah. But it's solely on politics because I I put this guy in one of my 
of Indian players who I've played with, he's yeah. easily in my top 10, easily. Wow. Because I've seen him every single day. And he, he he's works so hard. He trains so hard. He tries to get better every single day. And for him, like, for fi- financial reasons, like, he's not set for life, but he's, yeah. he's, he's comfortable now. Yeah. But when we finished the season with Pune, he didn't know where he was going to be next year. So they were, Pune was folding. They were going to Hyderabad. He out of his own pocket paid for, there's, he's a very famous personal trainer in Dubai. Very famous. He's a British guy. Um, He paid to go out there for, I think he was a week or 10 days out of his own pocket. Just to make sure that when he got back for preseason the next year, he was better than he was. Jeez. And that's a lot of money. Like I'm talking thousands of dollars for a couple, for, 10 days a week, 10 days personal training just to me. And it's, it, this goes when people don't see something, they don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I speak to him weekly, daily, whatever it was at the time, I'm seeing the work he's putting in, but people think, Oh no, he's going to come back overweight. Why is he overweight? Because he's six, three and what? 95 kilos. That's not overweight for six foot three. Yeah. Wow. But because he's that, he's that build. You look at it, and it's like you see Giroud on TV. Does he look overweight? No, but that's his build. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, and I'm not comparing Robin. Sure. Robin, you're better than Giroud when you're watching <laughs> No, but that's the thing is he gets painted with the same brush he, because he was this type of player eight years ago. Yeah. Where he was a, like partying, like going out, like doing this. Yeah. So but his quality was there. So when he's older... Is that quality gone? No, yeah, it's no, not. But he's no. a little bit wiser. He's got a family now. He's a, he's a clever kid. Amazing he's and, not in a club, for sure. But I feel like you're avoiding the question. He wants to know if you miss him. Oh, <laughs> massively. Massively. <laughs> That's the reason why I text him all the bloody time, but he never texts me back. Let's <laughs> talk about Kerala because their fans are mental, and I never played for them like you. I've just run a podcast with some stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a few. The biggest, biggest one... And I don't know, you can pronounce it for me. I guess the fans are called Manjapada. Manjapada, yeah. Manjapada. So there were just so many of them. They were the ones, Humatan, Humatan. Like, they want to know what you felt of, for the passion of the Kerala fans, um, what the experience was, the Indian experience was with them in comparison to other places. Best ever. Best, Best experience ever. I've ever had. Best experience I've ever had. Lester, Tranmere, they were better. Best experience I've ever had with them. Wow. We were getting 60,000 fans every week in yellow, in yellow. Like, you know, when you watch and this, people think it's an exaggeration. And I swear it's, it's insane. People don't understand. Like, you know, when you used to watch the games in the American Ash? Yeah. And the, every, the carnival in yellow. Yeah. That's Kerala. Wow. And they are insane about football. Um, Honestly, when... I went back there. It was hard. When I won the league with ATK, we beat them in the final in Kerala. We beat Kerala in Kerala. So there was 70, 75,000, I reckon, at that game. And we beat them. Um, it was, I, was, I was in tears, not because I won. That's the sad thing. I was buzzing because I won, but I was in tears because I'm watching the fans. And the, the, the sound I got when I came out for that game... Um, when I walked out in an ATK, because you come off the bus, you drop your stuff off in the change and you go out on the field. So I come out and I've got my sound, 
my sound canceling earphones on, big Bose earphones, yeah. my hat on backwards. That was my thing. Hat on backwards, earphones, bottle water. So I same as this. Same water. Same thing. I'd walk out on the field and I'd be looking around, I'd be feeling go and check the eighteen yard box. I'd do it every game. And I couldn't hear my music. No. Because I'm walking on the field and all I could hear was them chanting for me. And you're standing there and you've got guys on my team coming up and rubbing my shoulders because they know how much it meant to me. Wow. And they are. And I, I loved it in Calcutta. I loved it there. We had an incredible fan base. And they have, they are the history of Indian football with your East Bengal, Mohambagan rivalry in the I-League and National League years and years ago. They've both come to the ISL now. But nothing will ever hit me the same way Manjapada do. And wow. it's, I went back, when I was at Pune, I was coming back or I'd just come back from my ACL. Yeah. So I was doing press work. So I was going up to Mumbai and the odd time we, like the one time we went away, we went to Kerala. So I was working the TV in Kerala. And I came out onto the field and I'm stood there and it was, they were trying to do sound checks and everything and they, they couldn't because the fans and the, <clears throat> the relationship I had created with them and they created with me and the way they accepted me because of who I am and how I play. Yeah. Just because of that. Wow. Was why they took to me because of how I played and it's lasted and it will last a lifetime. And it, it's honestly, it's, I loved it at Leicester. I loved it at Barnes. I loved it at Preston. Tranmere. I loved it there. Doncaster, great yeah. reputation and great relationship yes. with the fans. But nothing will ever compare to to playing for Kerala in Kochi. That's nothing. that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we could see it, but that like the passion you speak about it, you can. It's 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 genuine. Like that is the watch, most watch the videos, man. Go on go on YouTube and type in yeah. Kerala Blasters home. Yeah, like it's insane. Wow, you cannot, you can't hear when you scream for the ball from a teammate 15, 20 yards. When you can't hear. Wow. Okay, Mark, I have three good ones that are here that have to get asked before we go on. I'm gonna go with a controversial one potentially, Ian. So you you answer how you feel. Okay, it's Kerala fans again. They want to know: Is the man? Do the management actually care about winning trophies, or they just needed they're just in it for the money? And there was There's multiple no money. people. This right? is the thing. This is the there's there's no way of being a moneymaker in the ISO. No way. Because they don't charge enough for games, for tickets. They don't charge enough for uh, merchandise. They don't... It's not like buying a, an Arsenal top or a Liverpool top for 150 bucks, 180 bucks. It's not like that. It's not yeah. like buying a ticket to go to a game for 70 quid. Yeah. It's not the same. They don't... It's not a moneymaker. Mm. I, I know exactly where they're going with it. <laughs> there's... They're changing management... Every year, pretty much. Every year. Yeah. There's no continuity in the club. If you look at their most successful teams yeah. throughout the ISL, they're all for management that hasn't changed. Or, and if it has, they've changed the manager. But when, like Bengaluru, they were incredible in the I-League. They won the I-League. They came up to ISL. They changed the manager, but they replaced him with his assistant. Yeah. So the continuity was there. They kept yeah. the same players. This, the problem with Kerala and these Manjapada fans, and I feel so bad for them because they had a successful team in ISL 3. ISL 1, we made the final. ISL 2 came, they changed manager, changed the team. 
so the the relationship built through season one it's gone where we were we wore hard on our sleeve for for the shirt yeah and you could see that every time we played we made the final we were expected to be worst team in the league we made the final lost one nil in 95th minute jesus second season changes the team wow third season i i i don't i was already gone third season comes back they we beat them at home we beat them in kerala in the league then for the next seven league games, they didn't lose. I think they conceded like three goals. Steve Koppel was manager, got to the final. People will say they probably should have beat us. Yeah. They didn't. We won it. <laughs> they changed manager. Jeez. Crazy. Instead of pushing the boat out to keep him. Yeah. And the team, the fans, they had a team together. That was a, they were a good team. Um, but they changed it again. And then the next year, they finished rock bottom. Then they change the manager. Then the next year, they like it's it's forever. It's a it's a revolving door. Wow. So I understand exactly where the fans yeah. are going with those questions, and they the owner's a good guy. Like I'm, I'll, I'll vouch for him as lo- as much as he messed me around after I did my ACL. Yeah. Um, whether it was him, whether it was the technical director at the time, or the sporting director, whatever the hell he wanted to label himself as. <laughs> Um, they mess me around. So twice I've been messed around by them, yet I still have this emotion towards them, which it's just strange. But it's, it's mainly because of the fans. It's that That's why I have the emotion for the club is because of them, not because of who I worked for Yeah, and who my coach was. It was who I played for and who I was playing and who I was playing for. That's mental. So, so who I played with and who I was playing for. Sorry. Yeah. So it's um, not it's not the money. It's it's the continuity or some of the decisions yeah, that have been made. They, so. they just need to a bit of stability. A yeah. bit of we have a we have an idea of how we're going to play. Yeah. And maintain that instead of trying to change. They bring in a Dutch coach Ilko Shatori last year. He did okay. Had them playing some nice football, but they they weren't the finished product. Yeah. What they do at the end of the season? Got rid of them. Bring Jeez. in another coach. No, you can't win that way. That's ridiculous. At the end of the season, they were. Don't know what happened there. So, you could you could that the fans are. You could see you played for the fans for sure, and hopefully they get some continuity moving forward. But what a fan base! So a couple of clubs asked this, and I'll be honest, Mark and Jay and I actually were talking about this. Just curious ourselves from you. Um, so it's multiple people. We can get it. I guess for us, it's what, what was it like? Did you fly to games? Did you bust the games? Did you stay in hotels the night before? Was it professional that way? And then the other piece to that, I'll let you go on and talk about is actually, I'll give you two. I, I'm killing this. So craziest thing that happened to you while you were there and maybe favorite football memory. Those were some good ones I got. Okay. The first one, um, especially when it was in the tournament stage. So when it was in a uh, four month, five month season, yeah. um, it was contracted. You were a five-star hotel. Wow. Um, so it was that, that was more to accommodate the foreign players um, because then you're getting a continental menu. Um, if you were living in apartments, which they eventually, well, I'll get to that, but they, they had it in hotels and some teams have maintained that, especially when they were in the bubble. This season, they were in the bubble in Goa. So every team was in an incredible hotel and good food and whatnot. Um, but they had to look after you. So um, it gave the domestic players as well. It gave them the, the high life in, in a way and no disrespect to them and not saying that they're 
their home life wasn't perfect to them, but it gave them the high life of living in a five-star hotel, having facilities there for you, pool, uh, gym, restaurant, shopping plaza, all that right next to you. So that was centralized contracts. Um, As the season progressed and it went to the eight months, sustaining that was ridiculous. So certain clubs could do it, certain clubs couldn't. So they tried to put you in apartments. And I was happy with that. Um, But when I moved to Pune and they finally allowed clubs to go into apartments or players to go into apartments, I said, I'm fine with that, but I need an apartment on my own. I'm not sharing. I said, I've got a wife and kids and family members who will want to come, friends who want to visit. And I'm, I'm not living with somebody else. And they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just stay in the hotel. So we all ended up, the foreign players in the hotel and the domestic players in the apartment, which I think was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but that was some of the foreign players weren't happy about living in the apartments. The apartments weren't Beverly Hills standard, so <laughs> they couldn't deal with it. And that's fine. That's each to their own, and I have no problem with that. But I would have been quite as happy going shopping. Seriously, I, I'm, I'm a weirdo, especially in, in like places not Kerala. Um, I can go shopping and do it without thinking twice. In Kerala, if that was the case, I wouldn't have been able to go shopping. So the wow. hotel is perfect for me. Wow. Um, craziest thing. Next, craziest craziest thing. Um, there's, it's, it's weird because nothing seems crazy to me there. Huh. Um, I, I think that's, again, that's why I the fans took to me so much was... I took to their lifestyle. Okay, I'm not a big eater of Indian food. I'm not. I'm not a big curry eater and with their dal and their rice and all that, but I love their meats and their fish and all that. The spice on it, incredible. The food in Kerala, the food in Kerala is so hot, like crazy hot. You ask for a spicy, spicy beef, and I swear you better have a, a handkerchief next to you. You're sweating. Um, but the craziest thing, I think, it would have to be in Pune. It's, it's so, well, Actually, there's two things. Okay. Yeah, you made me think that. Okay, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a massive elephant lover. Massive. Yeah. So I'll, I'll turn my camera. Okay, it's going to be a bit dodgy here. Okay. But that's oh, wow. my painting. Yeah. It's oh, six wow. foot. I, I shipped that back with me when after Canada played South Africa before the 2010 World Cup. Mm-hmm. So I bought that in Durban and I shipped that back to the UK and now it's over in Canada with me. That's one of my prized possessions. Huh. Forget the uh, Crosby and Gretzky. And Sarah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the very first preseason game we had in Kerala, the first ISL. So the fans know we we played in a town called, it's called Trishur. So it's like an hour and a half away from Kochi where we were based for the season. And you go to the game and there's no street light or there's no uh, floodlights at the stadium. So we're playing the game and it wasn't advertised. It was behind closed doors. So there's two things that happen in this day. So we play the game and it wasn't advertised, like I said. So people walking past and they see us kitting up and we're not in a Kerala Blasters kit. We're in a training shirt. And we play the game and all these people, by the time the game was at halftime, it was like a half built stand and like uh, a bowl stand around the other side. I swear to God, there was at least five or 6,000 people there by halftime with no advertisement. Jeez. Like just people walking home from work or school or whatever. Oh, That's crazy. Pick up the phone, call a friend, yeah, call a friend. Yeah. 
and the place was packed. Like people hanging off the side of a part built stand (laughs) just to sit there and watch us play our first game. Wow. And so that there was incredible. Yeah. Playing on turf in 35 degrees was not fun. (laughs) Um, But then driving home from the game, we everyone were on the the minibus on the way or the the team bus on the way back and they have roundabout system there so it's similar to the uk so i'm like yeah i sit in the front seat looking out the window and you come around the corner and this is standard in trishore in kochi it's not so standard but in trishore it's a very religious they run religious festivals there and they have lots of elephants and everything and big huge uh festival they have the biggest roundabout i think I actually think it's the biggest roundabout in the world. Wow. It's, it's like a kilometer around this roundabout. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but we come down and we're turning back to go to the hotel and we turn around and us foreign lads are just sitting there like, it's just a guy walking his elephant down the street. <laughs> just, no way. Yeah. Not, not a, not a baby elephant. I'm talking a good really? tall elephant with a chain around its neck. Just walking down the street. Oh my god! Tell me like, you stopped. Tell me you stopped, and you you. We we you can't. There's a big elephant. In the <laughs> we, we we have to keep going. You stop, and but we're we're like sitting there, and it's like everyone's got like you see us all out there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's up against the window taking pictures, and I'm just like called my wife. I said, Chris, you'll never understand what's just happened here. Like, yeah. like there's an elephant walking down the street. <laughs> and wow. So yeah, that was that was one of the events. Gee. The next one would be, I'd say it's n- nowhere near in the same stature as that. But in Pune, we come out the the bus come or we get called uh, saying the bus is coming for training. So we come walking out. We're doing preseason in Goa. We come walking out and everybody's standing outside. Next thing you know, a scorpion. I'm talking four or five inches. No, just comes walking around the the sort of island the the drive in and out yeah yeah we're like everyone's taking pictures and videos and i'm just like just a, yeah just a yeah that thing could kill you like yeah yeah. So, yeah i think it's not the same in comparisons to the the elephant but yeah, yeah there's not not many crazy things happened that i I'm, i know i'm probably missing one no that's all good it was yeah. uh but they're, they're amazing amazing times that's incredible. I got the last one for me. I'll put I'll put it over to Mark. Is this the favorite memory? I think I could take a guess, but uh, I don't know if you want to confirm what my guess is or have a go at that one. Favorite memory, sorry, in the league, like in the ISL football memory. Um, scoring goals, obviously. Um, I think scoring my first goal for the club at the stadium was incredible. But I think I scored three hat tricks out there. So they, my first hat-trick was my first ever hat-trick in my career. Hmm. So that was an amazing really? memory. Um, my first hat-trick for Kerala, we played Delhi. That was incredible for me. Um, winning the trophy has got to be up there. But I think <clears throat> the best memory for me, and I'm sure you guys have seen the video of it, was a goal I scored out there. Was We were in the semifinal, and we'd lost 3 nothing in the opening game. And we'd come back and we'd scored early doors in the first half, second half, and the ball's come into me, flicked around the corner to my teammate. He's popped it up and I've just smashed it left foot top corner. Hmm. And that is all in all, probably the best goal I've ever scored in my life. 
and to do it in front of our fans, like we had, we were in Calcutta, we had over 65,000 fans there. Like it was insane. And the, the atmosphere was just jumping. That's amazing. And we, we ended up going out. Um, I hit the, I hit the crossbar like two minutes later. So that would have made it three, three. And then it's game on, but we were pushing bombing forward and we lost, we've conceded a stupid goal. Um, but yeah, that goal, that feeling, I think in a different circumstance would have been a lot different. Yeah. But that goal was just something like, I think it had something like 4 million views on, on four, three, three online. Yeah. That's mental. I I have to say the the paradox of your feelings when you won the championship, like before I did this interview and, and you started speaking, I would have just said, okay, he's going to pick when he won the title. Um, and I think a couple of fans had wrote in thinking that, but the way you explain that with the Corella fans like that, that was a fascinating story to me. I mean, you hear that stuff and everything, but I don't know the way that came across. Like I really was like, Oh yeah. Like the guy loved winning. Of course. Like we know you somewhat and that's pretty clear. But the fact that, you know, it was bittersweet, like that's a, that's yeah. fascinating. It, it, it was like, hey, winning the trophy was great because we had a great team. Like the, the sad thing is we had a better team the year before huh. when we lost, when I scored that goal and we lost in the semifinal. Yeah. We had a better team. We were, we were sexy to watch. Like it was, <laughs> it was, no, seriously. It's like yeah. I was, so we had held a prestige on that team in Calcutta. So he mostly got injured in the first game of the season. Scored two and tore his hamstring. He's out for the season. Jesus. So I I took the reins, and I'm I'll I'll be cocky about it that way. I took the reins that year. I I played up front, and we had a team full of Spanish players, and then me. <laughs> so like I was the balls up front who just smashed everything, and I scored the goals, but I had a team of Spanish players who just bopped it. Like I'm talking bopped it, <laughs> and made it so easy. Wow. And we genuine, and I don't care what anybody says. I've watched teams and I'm not, I'm okay. There's a bit of bias in there, but I think for the steel in our team and the way we played the game, like we defended like dogs, but when we got the ball, we had a, a little South African winger and an Indian winger on one side and then me through the middle and then three foreign center mids. And we were so nice to watch, man. And mm-hmm. it was so fun to play in. Because wow. he knew you were going to get chances. Wow. And we should have won it the second year. Chennai ended up winning it. The team that beat us ended up winning it. Um, but then the next year we won it and we were probably, we changed coaches. We had another Spanish coach and we were a lot more reserved in how we played. So we were more worried about defending than attacking. And okay, we played some nice stuff, mm-hmm. but we were sexy second season. The third season we were just, deal we were we were so good defensively wow wow yeah you mark all right just a few last questions here um not so much soccer related but did you um did you have a chance to go to the lotus temple in new delhi no we i never went to taj mahal i never went to lotus i never went to golden temple in punjab i I had so many things and so many places i wish i'd been able to go but i think it would have been wrong if i'd have done that without my family yeah yeah to go to the golden temple in punjab is supposedly one of the most beautiful places in the world uh taj mahal my my sister went when she came over so my sister my dad and my uncle went um but it's like four hours away and it's very commercialized and i wish i'd have gone but i i didn't miss out on it too much if that's the right way of saying it um 
but there's so many, yeah, there's so many places I wish I'd have gone. And, um, I was very fortunate to, to go to some nice places, but I didn't get to any of the real landmark places. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you never know. There's, yeah. I, I wouldn't have felt right doing it without my family there. We went, one thing I will say is I went to an Indian, uh, uh, elephant sanctuary place where they retrain elephants huh. and me and my wife and that we got to my kids we got to bathe an elephant big huge elephant laying on its side and we got to bathe it no that was way. incredible for me because i'm a i'm a bit yeah. of a freak for them so yeah uh yeah so there you go wow. yeah what's your um another question here from a from a fan is your favorite street food in india weren't allowed to eat street food that was uh, the very first thing they said. <laughs> Guys, you could, we, our our constitution wouldn't have been able to handle it. Like we wouldn't have been able to take it in. Um, oh. It's rich. It is. It's very rich. Um, we we were told that's the very first thing we were told when we came over. Do not eat the street food. Wow. Indian players can. Indian players can handle it because they've grown up on it. Yeah. Foreign players, we advise you highly. Do not do it. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. That's so I'll, I'll say that as close as it comes to street food is eating in the hotel and the, like I said, the spicy beef in Kerala with Kerala rice. So Kerala rice, I don't know if any of you have had it. It's a lot different to no. our rice. It's, it's like Rice Krispies. It's the size of a Rice Krispie. Like it's very puffy. Mm. It's beautiful. It's like, seriously, it's a lot. For me, it's a lot more fluffy and a lot more flavorful than a normal basmati rice so that with the spicy beef with a a nice naan Mm. a nice piece of naan bread incredible i'm starving all i want to do is eat the street food right now (laughs) i want to go and eat my uncle my uncle came down so he he flew down with my dad and my my sister and we had it was it's kind of a a strange story but they came to delhi so they, they came to Kerala to watch a game and then they came up to Delhi and they'd gone on a tour the day we left because we go match day minus two evening and then whatever. So they came and I'm like, oh, where are you guys staying? My my uncle goes, oh, we're, I've booked a hotel in Delhi. I'm like, why? <laughs> oh, well, because I wanted to make sure it was done. I said, I told you I was going to sort it. You yeah. stay in our hotel. So they'd gone on a boat tour in Kerala the night that I left and a lot of rich foods and that on the boats and um, a lot of rich fruit. So my dad has MS and if he gets ill in any way, shape or form, whether food poisoning, colds, whatever, it's, it's heightened 10 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he got very, very sick as they were going to Delhi and they went to Delhi and my sisters called me in tears and so this is, yeah, this could go back to the question I got asked before about craziest thing that happened to me. Um, so my dad face plants on the bed and throwing up and all that. So he's like death, deathly sick in the middle of Delhi. So I'm calling them. Where are you? Call my coach. Said, listen, coach, I can't train today. So I'm, I'm like, listen, my dad's really sick. I need to go and get him. You guys go to training. I said, I'll train tonight. I'll do a session tonight. And you can come watch me, whatever. So, but I need to go get my dad. So I took the club doctor. And we went out to get him. They were in the middle of the bazaar, in the middle of Delhi, in a four-star hotel, so it was ranked. 
if that was a star, it was lucky. Like, <laughs> I swear, and I'm not being horrible. Yeah. So I, I get there and I get my sister and I go up and I call my My uncle's gone out for something to eat. <laughs> so my uncle, I call him. I said, where are you? He goes, oh, I'm at the end of the bazaar in a, in a bar at the bottom. So he's having a beer and a street food. <laughs> but he's got the constitution. With, oh, the, scorpion. With the scorpion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like he's probably using a scorpion stinger as a food. Like, the guy, he's that type. Like he was... So he comes racing back up, smelling of alcohol and all that. And I'm fair play. He's not, never going to go to India again. So I have no problem with that. But I end up getting my dad over my shoulder, pulling him down the stairs because the elevator's not working in this, ho- in this hotel right in the middle of the bazaar. And pop him into the, the taxi. My do- club doctor's sitting there with him. So me and my sister go up. They're like, oh, well, you have to pay. I said, I'm not paying a bloody penny. I said, you see the state of the room. You see the state of the hotel. I said, you advertise as four stars. This is embarrassing. I said, we're leaving. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You have to pay something up. So my sister ended up paying a tiny bit. But then he goes, oh, you can come, come across the road. No, no bad, uh, no bad TripAdvisor rating. No bad TripAdvisor rating. Gave her jewelry. Oh, my. So like craft jewelry that they've made. Gave her just so he didn't get a bad rating in TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. <laughs> but seriously, that's why I, I had to go with my uncle. I said, you should have just listened to me. We were staying in a five-star hotel <clears throat> in Delhi. Incredible hotel. And this guy books a two-star. Wow. I won't sleep star. tonight. I won't sleep tonight if you don't tell me how your dad ended up. Playing. Yeah. Oh, oh, my dad. My, my club doctor got him on an IV. So okay. he sorted him out got him on an iv and a day and a half later he was sound uh, like but that's the thing that's why i brought my doctor with him is one of the nicest guys who, who put his job at risk to not go wow. with the team came wow. out with me and because I, I got on really well and he just came out sorted him out um but yeah so my dad ended up coming to delhi and missed the game in delhi <sighs> they came oh. to delhi and he ended up staying in the hotel so he missed the game and um yeah <laughs> oh my god good times, huh? good is your uncle cosmo kramer as well <laughs> seriously doesn't look too dissimilar really <laughs> he's uh my uncle in scotland is uh oh there you go he's a bit of a head the box yeah i've got one too he's a ticket hearts fan so yeah he's, he's definitely not all there that's Steve's uncle's a legend too so we've had him on the show <laughs> yeah. Yeah. look back it might be the same guy that's amazing <laughs> Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask you one more uh, question before we go. And it's, it's, uh, it's asked here a few times as well. I know you do have your, uh, your coaching badges. You're, you're, you're getting that done or you've done quite a bit. Um, is there a chance that you'd go back to the ISL to manage? Um, can't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get my feet wet first and I'll be, brutally honest with myself about that i need to get my feet wet um i was hoping to have already had a summer and going into my second summer of coaching yeah obviously we know that's that's been put on hold especially Mm -hmm. here in ontario yeah um if i take to coaching the way i think i will and in the management i think management is my i think that'd be my first choice is going into it um, because I think I can lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I will need help and I'm not, 
I'm not naive and too proud to say that I will need help. Um, coaches and whatever, I'll need a team. I know that. But I can't say I'd never go out there to coach. If I get to a level where I'd warrant a job of that stature, then I don't see any reason why not. Um, start out here, get myself going here, and then see where it takes me because I'll, I'll hopefully be on my A license for next year. Um, I need my A license minimum to coach at any reputable level. Um, and then we'll go from there and see what it is. But the ISL, if I've got a, if I've got an opportunity to go out there and um, if my kids are by that time finished school, um, it could be an opportunity to go out there as a family and, and buy into it a little bit easier. It's not easy being away from the family and that's the reason why I didn't go back out there uh-huh. five years pretty much five full years of not being with my wife and kids is that's tough. crazy yeah. yeah yeah so like the first three years were fine but oh sorry the first year was fine when it was three months four months second year i ended up going out there and coming back and playing in spain for five months hmm. and the third year i went five five months and five months in spain again so and then it moved to eight months the seasons in india so i was out there for eight months and it, it's tough and even though they t- they traveled out there for two three weeks on end it was hard to be away from them. And I essentially wrote my own retirement papers there because I, I didn't want to be away from them anymore. Yeah. And if I couldn't get them to come out with me, then it was something to stay back in the UK and, and or Canada. And neither of them showed any interest in a 33, 34 year old, 35 year old. So it was a, it was a matter of, like I said, pretty much signing my retirement papers there. Yeah. But as far as the coaching goes, if if I get to the the level that would warrant a job like that, then never say never. Yeah, well, that's good. That's, uh, that'd be that'd be. I mean, just hearing your relationship oh with uh, Kerala, I'm like, oh, that's I, like I'd a go, match made I'd in heaven. There. I'm all. I would go there to see the reception yeah. of the yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah. How? But see, that's where it's a double edged sword. Is it could be amazing. Yeah. And if yeah. I go and yeah touch wood, if I go and shit the bed, yeah, like it's it's one yeah. of those. It's does it does it sour my my relationship yep. and their thoughts yep. to me? So, is it something I'd want to do? Too right, hundred mm. percent. Is it something I'd be very very wary of doing? Hundred percent. Yeah, put yourself so, in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hey, if I get to that level, then then rightfully I'll have to test the waters. And if that opportunity arose arose for me, yeah. then then I'd look at it. But like this year, I I turned down I turned down an uh a first team coach's job um, with Ali over here, um, which I wasn't ready for. I knew, I told the coach head straight up, um, I'm not ready for it. And I know I've known him very well for a very long time. So he understood and he respected that more than me coming in there and not knowing yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I had the possibility of going and taking a, a caretaker manager's job or there was there was rumors that I could possibly go and take a caretaker manager's job in 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 a decent league, uh-huh. but I, again, not ready for it. Probably would probably would have been decent money, but I'm I don't want to I don't want to be that player who thought he had it all already. Um, we spoke about this when we did the the yeah. last time round. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm ready to do a job before I go and do it. Um, you see it so many times, and for instance. Listen, he's still got a massive name, but Thierry Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Took over Monaco, struggled. Yeah. Ended up getting sacked. Yep. Takes over Montreal, a job that it's a hard job to get sacked from if you 
if you seriously it is it's a hard yeah. if you all you have to do is come out and do better than they did the year before yeah which wasn't great yeah and he gets a sack from it well yeah. not the sack sorry he left <laughs> he, he, he would when you when your name's getting spouted with every available job you you pretty much sack yourself yeah so yeah um but i don't i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be that guy who who thinks he's made a career out of playing that i'm automatically going to be a coach that's not right I, I need to go out and wet my feet get used to it get the backlash off players get the backlash off a club if i have a bad time if we like I hope this year. Well, actually, I don't. I hope we win everything. But um, <laughs> I hope my team goes out and gets a, dr- a drubbing from somebody <clears throat> at one point, whether it's Ontario Cup or something like that. I hope we get a drubbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no. I want to win Ontario Cup as well. Um, <laughs> this one, is one, of the league, one of the one of the league cups. If we go out and lose one of the league cups, and I get I get in trouble from the the club, like yo, you should have beat them. Yeah. I want that. I wanna I wanna have the good with the bad, and that's the only way I'm gonna learn For how sure. good I and how far I could possibly stretch it. So. Um, we'll see in time. I don't want to sour my relationship with anybody by going out and taking a job off a whim. But if, if I go out and earn a job, then I know I'll have the, the backing of whoever employs me. Yeah. 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 So like, uh, like I said at the top, uh, at the top of the show, I mean, learning about different leagues in the world that are just not out there, you know, people, it's not, uh, it's not common knowledge. It's, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. And it, and I hope people listening that, you know, aren't, uh, you know, are, are in North America, you know, take an interest in it, follow the, like, I mean, you know, we all have our bookmark leagues, book the Indian super league, check it out. I mean, and, uh, and support Kerala. Let's do that. We're going to do that for now. And this is the crazy thing. There's nobody has the TV rights. Wow. Yeah. Nobody. One soccer. The UK, the U- I've spoke to them. I've I've tried to because of the the population here. We have such a high Indian population, and in, yeah. yeah, not just in Canada in Ontario. Yeah, in Ontario, and you go Ontario, Edmonton, or Ontario, Alberta, BC. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like you give them a platform. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. To watch it, it's the same as the UK. The UK doesn't have it, so nobody knows about oh. these leagues. Yeah, yeah. like. Put it out there, man. Like, I I understand one soccer media sport or media pro has the Liga MX and they they follow uh, Liga Un for for Jonathan David, which yep. is incredible, which is great. We see every Lille game. Sure, yeah. I've, I've I've spoke to them regarding the ISL because I think it's 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 a way to bring in a fan base. I I Especially totally from agree. over here because you have so many um, so many immigration or immigrated Indians over here. It's, I think it's. Yeah. It's a massive one, but Unt- uh, untapped resource, maybe it could blow up. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, yeah, so with all that said, I'm going to circle back once again and, and send India our prayers and thoughts, you know, like, again, like, yeah. you know, we wish you the best and we hope this took, uh, you know, gave you some, uh, some smile and something to do, you know, take your mind off what's going on. But again, from Canada, we're sending our best uh, to India and, and all the Indian people. So I'll let uh, Ian or, or Steve or Jay with a, a last word there, but uh, I'm going to be quiet for now. <laughs> I just, I just, it, we're lucky that uh, you came on, Ian. We're, we're lucky to have the background and the, the the inside knowledge you gave us. I thought it was fantastic. I agree with Mark, and I'm glad you gave us that little push of what you might be trying to do with One Soccer. Or you're getting them to maybe pick up the ISL. I think that'd be a, be a really cool league to just watch and. Thank I you. think you're right. There's a hotbed of, of at least a population and a fan base here that could, that could have a look at it. 
Um, and I don't know, I, I'm going to go and watch a bunch of Kerala, well, Menjapati yeah. videos because I want to see some more of that yellow wall myself. Yeah, yeah, same. When you when you were describing you walking in the stadium, and I'll be honest, I wanted to sit on my bed like this with my feet kicking behind <laughs> me. Like it was over with uh, Ian Hume. I was in that stadium with yeah. you when you yeah. said that, and I hope the viewer, the listeners, and the viewers, whoever watches this as well, just taps into that. And uh, you know, that's gonna it forces me to look it up too, uh, and, and even more, and then look into it. But it's got to be from your playing style. It has to be. It has to be. They love the way you play, and you draw. Like I could yeah. just see them, just the energy from you, just like fighting like a dog and on the pitch. And uh, so credit to you for that and, and the career you made there. And uh, so thanks, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Like magic. Hey, like, no, seriously, you guys know how much I like coming on here. It's I love chatting. I love chatting about soccer. I love yeah. chatting about what I've done and what can be done. And But being out there, like, it was a hard one to, to maintain, like the way I played and having to adapt myself to it because yeah. it's 30, 35 degrees. Yeah, but it's but it's a humid, thirty five degrees. So it's like very thick air. But going out there, and yeah, the it's it's insane. Um, it's it's something that it, I took it as an adventure when I first started, and it's now a memory that I'll never ever forget. And it's something. It's a time in my career that I'll never ever forget. And okay, it didn't last as long as it probably should have. Um, but it's it's something that I'm so proud that I did, and I just wish I was able to to extend that a little longer with my family, and I think that would have been ideal. And but it's one of those things. It's a it's a league that it does take the it takes the shine because they have the bubble and everything. It took the sh the not the shine. Sorry, what's going on in the world? is it kind of took the attention off the league and it took the attention and I'm hoping football and I'm hoping chats like this and I'm hoping podcasts that you see around the world regarding whatever takes people's minds away from what's going on. Thanks very much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and of course, leave us a five-star review. If you want to get in touch, you'll find us on Instagram at SoccerSnob1, on Twitter at SoccerSnobs1, by searching for us on Facebook, and of course on the web at www.soccersnobs.ca backslash listen. You can leave us your opinion, give us any comments, and if that's where you want to get nasty, feel free to do so.